This is Monday, March 7th, and we're getting started in our third week of our study entitled Gentle and Lowly. These words are derived from Jesus' description of his heart to the people that were following him through Galilee. And as we noted in our first week, Jesus issued with this description an unconditional invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That almost sounded too good to be true. You mean Jesus invites me and makes no conditions? Yes, that's the long and short of it. His only requirement is that we come. Now, there are many sad stories that I've heard during the pandemic, and one that Sandy and I encountered firsthand took place where my dad lived at a skilled nursing facility here in Vero Beach, Florida. As the lockdown happened, people found themselves blocked from visiting their closest family members. One couple we met there when we drove up to see my dad was a couple that had driven all the way from Texas to see the man's mother. She was failing, so those visits, each one of them, were precious. After making an arduous journey, they discovered the facility had been put on lockdown because a staff member had tested positive. This dear couple was turned away at the gate and had to drive all the way back to Texas. Now, our scripture for this week confronts the fear we have of being rejected or turned away. Because we fear rejection, we tend to hide our flaws and weaknesses and our failures too. We want to shield ourselves from being hurt. So we keep those things under wraps. But this is not the way of Jesus. Here's our text for today. John 6, verse 37. Jesus said, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. Now Jesus delivers these words while in Galilee to a crowd of people that were following him. Croatian theologian Miroslav Volf says that the Jewish people had always held intention two opposite responses to people. The first response he called exclusion. They were to be a holy people set apart for God, and they were to live like no one else in the world. For this reason, the way they ate their food and the clothes that they wear, among so many other things, were to be different from everyone else. They were to resist the temptation to live like their pagan neighbors. Those that failed to be faithful to the Lord in this way were excluded from the camp and not given a place among the people. But the second response was embrace. The Lord told his people to treat the alien, the foreigner, with compassion and care. Their slavery in Egypt should remind them of what it feels like to be considered outsiders in the land. They were to make a special effort to embrace those that were different. Now, by the time of Jesus, the embrace the Lord commanded had all been, but been abandoned. The Jewish faith had become almost completely engaged in exclusion. The temple, the chief worship center of the people, stood as a symbol of this practice. Only Jewish men in good health and good standing could come all the way in to the worship center of the Lord. Women and children were kept out. The sick could not enter, and Gentiles 
Well, they had no hope of coming in. They were kept far away from the Lord's presence. So yes, you could travel hundreds of miles to appear before the Lord, but then the way would be barred to you. You couldn't come in. Instead, the Jewish leadership was clothed with pride about their position before God. Then Jesus came, and he extended the open welcome of God. You could say he came to restore the people to their mission to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. This exclusion reminded me of that couple Sandy and I had met who had been unable, the man to, unable to visit with his mom. As I mentioned, he drove all the way back to Texas, and when months later he was finally allowed to visit, his mother was just not the same. Isolation had devastated her, leaving her a shell of herself. Her son was heartbroken. Now, don't get me wrong, I know the facility was trying to do what was best for, the, for their patients. I have no credentials in health policy. Instead, I'm talking about the pain of being cut off. In this case, this man was cut off from his mother, the one that needed his love and presence at such a crucial time. This is what Jesus assured those that came to him that the Father gave to him. He would never cut them off. He would never cast them away or turn them away. What an amazing promise this is. Jesus tells us that we will always have a place with him. There may be days when the light of our faith becomes a dim flicker and is ready to go out. There may be moments when the rising tide of doubts crowds out our faith. There may be times when the record of our failures threatens to dark the hope, darken the hope that we have. And this indeed may happen to us, but Jesus will never cast us out. We are always secure in him. New Orleans author Walker Percy explained this way, We love those who know the worst of us and don't turn their faces away. Yes, Jesus knows the worst. He knows it all. But he never turns away from us. This is the security of his love. Jesus has every right to exclude us, but instead all we will know is his embrace. How can this be possible? It's because of the cross. Jesus bore in himself all that we have done and will do that would keep us from the Father. And instead, we are fully forgiven and redeemed. He's brought us home. And he will never cast us out. Let's pray. Holy God, how can we approach you? We are nothing like you. You are light, and in you there is no darkness at all. We rejoice to know your steadfast love through Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen.